0: audio What chicken Episode five little mini episode So here's what happened so I recorded one last week and then just got busy and then albeit I'll be honest a little lazy like it's fun recording these but then you gotta do all the work edit not really edit but upload edit your website blah 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 it's the promotion of it that it's the son of a bitch, like actually sitting down here and just rocking and rolling—that's the fun part. Because as uh, I've discovered, this is the perfect medium for me to just kind of talk about whatever I like. Because I love the sound of my own voice. Welcome to the Book of Murdoch. Ah, uh, Murdoch Jones dot is where you can hit the mailbag if you ever want to uh, hit us up. You can also send... Oh, I didn't set up on my computer. Oh, God. Give me a second. I just hit record. I was so excited to get recording. I didn't set it up at all. Um, Where was I? MurdochJones.com You can email there. Or if you want to skip all that and you just want to text something into the show at any time, 605-340-0811. I'm going to say it one more time, and I'll do it a little slower. And so stop what you're doing and save this number in your mobile device. 605-340-0811. I should not have to repeat that a third time because you can all hit back 15 seconds. Actually, I don't know if you can do that on Apple. Now I'm just – let's get to it. Okay. Episode 5. Here we go. I've been <laughs> – the Okay only South Dakota people are going to understand this. So, uh, for the for you out of out of the areas, you can just hang in or fast forward. So, there's this bridge in Pierre, South Dakota that's super low clearance and there is now a Facebook group. I am now uh, admitted into the Facebook group Truck versus Bridge in Pier, South Dakota, which I highly encourage you to go join because <laughs> it's It's entirely filled with pictures and video of semi trucks either barely making it through or absolutely not making it through. And it's pretty funny. (laughs) And there's like, it's not just two videos, it's like nonstop pictures and videos of trucks getting stuck underneath the same bridge in the same spot over and over and over you wouldn't think it'd be that entertaining but it's pretty goddamn entertaining uh okay we're gonna skip the mailbag today because the, the, in, in, most of you don't know you, if you're just catching up to this you don't like all of those mechanics were just put in place so and i'm gonna skip fake mailbag today so i'm just gonna rock and roll a little bit and then we'll do some news um i just felt like i had to keep recording you know it's like exercise You just gotta go to the gym man when you go you just gotta go even if you want to kill yourself you just gotta keep recording I'll say this: All this week, I've been listening to a very specific type of music, and it is making me more productive through the quarantine. Like with as we've become used to our schedules, we're all sleeping in a little bit and staying up a little later, and you're snacking a little more. I needed, you know, and and I've been in this nonstop Black Crows jammy type funk, which makes you want to uh, snack a lot, really. Uh, and just kind of chill. And t- it's too chill. It's great. I just needed to jump out of it a little bit. And um, Wes, out of Soulcrate fame and later Babes and OK Parade, he got me out of it. Wes, if you don't know Wes, he's a badass photographer. He was also one of the dudes in Soulcrate, which is on my top list of all time South Dakota acts. Ooh. Oh, okay. We might come back to that. All-time South Dakota acts we'll get, we'll get to in a second. Anyways, Wes uh, did an album shot or a single shot for uh, a dude named uh, Astronautilus, which they did a song together. Um, and I'll put the link up to that song up on, up on MurdochJones.com. Uh, just, it's holy shit fantastic music. And so that got me jump-started into it's been like Prof and Atmosphere and Soul Crate and P.O.S. and all the Doomtree and Rhymesayers dudes, Astronautilus. Uh, Astronautilus and P.O.S., did they did an album together with an act they call Four Fists. And that that front-to-back is so far been the perfect quarantine album. Now, those of you that aren't hip-hop people, you got to just set that aside, open mind, and just get yourself into it uh especially on that okay they put a record out called 6666 and they have a song it's a title track of that record it's nearly the perfect hip hop song for the quarantine to me anyway it's how it, you know it's how it relates to me it's just a badass tune it's all it's been all hip hop and like all midwestern specifically minneapolis mostly hip hop like brother ali bunch of atmosphere that first POS record, holy shit good. And then it got me in back into POS. Or I'm sorry, not POS, Soul Crate. Front to back, Soul Crate, Heartland Panic. Might, but, this is dangerous, and some friends of mine are going to hear this and be a little mad because I didn't pick their records but because there's a lot of really great ones. This is dangerous. But bold statement, Cotton. Heartland Panic might be the best record ever put out by a South Dakota band. But I'll also say that I'm in a super hip hop mode, and that's why I'm leaning that way. Hard stance. Taking some hard stances here on episode five. Um, I'll put some links up to some music you should check out on MurdochJones.com on the episode uh, link. Um, But it's all going to be a bunch of really badass hip hop. And uh, shout out to Wes for getting me back into, getting me out of jam band mode. Uh, okay. I guess, you know, we can do the news. We're going to stick with the rule, though. No Trump and no coronavirus news. And I'm going to scroll down and talk about the first thing I see that has nothing to do with either of those things. Sometimes it takes a while. Uh, scroll, 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 scroll. It's like, oh, this is a bummer. But I guess if you're from Rapid City, this is, this is you, you, you've heard about this. This is the first headline in my news feed that is not Trump or coronavirus related. And it is this, man dies after shootout with Rapid City police. Because a dude was getting pulled over and he was firing at the cops and they had to put some bullets back into him. It's shit like this, man. Like, there's two things where people... I I say I live in Rapid City, and some people will go, oh, my God, is it dangerous? And that's because this is the shit they read. Or they'll also read, like, well, there was, like, 19 guns completely need to fat-check me there, and that might be one of the first retractions. But there's been an obscene amount of uh, calls to the cops where people had to admit that guns were stolen out of their un-fucking-locked vehicle. Like, okay, listen, I'm constantly yelling at my kids about how forgetful I am, but I don't know why because I am 100% genetically the reason they are forgetful because I am the most forgetful person I know. Ooh, I hit the table there. Sorry about that. Uh, but I can't remember shit. I am const- I have an assistant at my job, and not because I'm a mega badass, it's because I am the most unorganized person in the upper Midwest, and this company realized they needed to put someone underneath me to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, not- that's the whole reason that position exists, because I'm as forgetful as they come. And even I would not forget about the fucking gun I have in my car, which is unlocked in the street. All right, like I don't, we're, I don't. I'm always looking for what the like what the argument is because I know that's the basic bitch thing to do on social media is like, how could you be this stupid to forget all that? Like I get all that. So in those situations, I'm constantly looking for like, what's the justification? How can I make it make sense that it is okay for you to leave a gun in your unlocked car? And I can't. And I'm pretty good at it. Like I can be, you know defense attorney for like criminals I feel like unfortunately I'd have been pretty good at because I can I can justify a lot of shit in at least in theory not in life not in actual practice but in theory I can justify a lot of different shit and I can't come up with one reason on that one so I think it's allowed to be a little bit of a basic bitch about it on Facebook I don't like to say that very often man Anyways, uh what was the news? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man, a man died uh after shoot. You can't pull guns on police, hard rule. Like this is where this is what's bothering on social media. Like guaranteed. I'm not even going to go. Somewhere on Facebook, the first comment is like two things. There's one dude who's like that's what he deserves. You know, and I believe in justice, but, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be celebrating as much. And then there's immediately, well, you know, people, cops just kill people because that's what all cops do now because that's what you see on social media. And those cases are true. It's absolute bullshit. You can't be. That's the worst shit on earth. But at the same time, this dude, and I don't know this story about what happened in Rapid City, but why don't we, instead of rushing to, like, we can't, we're tripping over our dicks. To make sure we immediately, ah, oh, he was innocent, or that's what that some bitch deserved. Why don't you just give it a second? Like they haven't even wheeled the person out of the ambulance yet, and we can't wait to, you know, immediately talk about how it was wrong that the cops killed the dude. And or on the other side, we immediately can't wait to be like, that's see, that's just what do you do? What do you do? That's what happens. You know what I would like to talk about? What is it like for, like, here's the reality of it all. Think back the Facebook headline and and really let this sink in. Right now, there's a dude who has to be sitting, you know, eating his dinner, thinking about the guy he just killed because he had to because that guy was shooting at him. Let's just let all that sink in for 10 seconds, and then maybe we keep our bullshit opinions to ourselves on social media. Because I would be shitting bricks if I had – first off, there's no way I'd have died because I can't hit shit. I wouldn't assume. I don't shoot guns that much. And so I would have freaked out. Like you, and then you think about, you know, like that dude, even though you can't pull guns on cops, like that dude still has a family. What do you think they're feeling today? How about you just consider all that for 10 goddamn seconds before you rush to type it on Facebook just to make yourself feel better? Listen, man, I do it, too. I've done it three times a day. I get it. I'm talking to myself, too. Ooh, aggressive today. Maybe this is... I just wanted to get this shit off my chest today on. This is why I wanted to record. I don't want to make the whole show a bummer, though. In fact, quite the opposite. All right, let's do the first good news. That is not Trump or the virus i will say this i'm not going to read it but i every time i see a headline with donald trump jr i you know that guy is 100 impossible to like i'm sorry like i would I, it would the, the the republicans should just put that guy on an island with however many i assume reality tv stars he's looking for in life and i'm 100 percent prejudging him because i've never personally met him I'm sure he could be nice, but that's not his whatever. But, like, if I was a Republican strategist, I would take all the kids and I would just put them all in remote locations. They're all working. They're just, they're too busy to be on camera. They're just fucking working on, sh- they're just working on shit. Give them projects, give them something to do. Like, okay, Junior, you're in charge of. Uh, what's something I don't care? I was going to say who picks the stamps, but I don't want him picking that either. You're in charge of what type of scissors the Department of Education uses. No, fuck, you can't even give him that. He will absolutely fuck that up too. I, You can't even give him, like, the Department of Naming Animals. There isn't a division I would trust this guy with. He doesn't need a task, though. strikes me as, you know... Make sure you hire a bunch of people to rake the beach every day and, and, and maybe, some, maybe, maybe he can run Bitcoin. I care so little about Bitcoin. There we go. Go make him secretary of Bitcoin. That, that's, that's, it seems like that, that's what that industry could use. Or just a greasy, <laughs> rich fifth-generation billionaire <laughs> with, with total self-interest. Bitcoin could use a couple of inches of that and everything will work out. See, I'm fixing problems today. <laughs> news. Where are we on news? That's enough news. I, this one's gonna be short, so we don't have to do that much news. And I'm not gonna do the mailbag. Um what a couple things, couple things I wanted to talk about. At, Cause I heard it on the radio. I'm pretty sure it's on the radio, pretty sure it was on Fox. And it made me really like, okay, I love I'm a sucker for almost parody type songs that are a little funny. Or just straight out parody songs. Like I'm a Weird Al fan. Pretty closeted though. I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't like. I don't think I go to a concert. Although everybody who's gone says they love it. But I'm a sucker for Bloodhound Gang. Give it to me. You know who's got a great like, be, and because it's of how it's aged. My position is the greatest parody song might be F I N E, fine, from Aerosmith's Pump album. Because for for a couple reasons, right? For, if you don't know the song first, you have to hit pause on this. Go to YouTube or whatever, and you have to listen to an album cover, not a, not a live version, but from the pump album, F-I-N-E, fine. So go do that right now, and then come back to exactly where we are, which is about 15 and a half-ish minutes in. Okay. Those of you who know that song and didn't have to pause, how like that's a badass rock and roll song. Like that's an all-time rock and roll song. Let's give them a second to listen to it and then they're gonna come back and we're all gonna talk about it. You can sing it in your head a little bit right now. It's just the lyrics, right? Whip cracking bluesy, pan. She got a new kind of jelly in her jelly roll. It's just okay. Hold on. Let's hold let's get everyone here. Now, now everyone's back. Okay? Now we're all listening together. And we're all, we all have this song in our head, F I N E Five AmeriSmith. First off, good luck writing that today. Like, find me a rock act that can pull that song off and not look like a total douche. Because, I mean, it's a little douchey now, I understand. But a lot, you know, that's the 80s, dude. A lot of shit was douchey in the 80s now. And it wasn't at the time. They can't help it, it was the 80s. But, the, but it kind of holds up as a badass rock and roll song if you excuse the douchiness. But good luck – like, okay, name me a – what's a shitty rock band from now? Like, like a five-finger death punch is a band that I wholly don't understand. That whole – all of that shit that sounds like that terrible nonsense. Like, like what you want to like because I know that's what you grew up on, and that's fine. Everyone's allowed. But according to me, in my position – I have – I'm allowed the the position. Being a rock radio DJ for a long time on earth, I feel like I get to have this opinion. They – All those bands are fucking terrible. And if any one of them tried to come up with Aerosmith's hack song from 84 to do it like now as a cover, they would look like total Kyle monster energy drink douches. Hard stance. Aerosmith can up there and do that right now. And like, you know, it's super like you me tours. You're gonna hear that song, and you're like, "Oh, that is like nice. if if a band tried to put that out now, there would be 27 million bullshit groups. They wouldn't even get a chance for it to be good because it because it you know it's pretty sexist. And I think a little bit of it's fine. Nowhere in there are they like I'm gonna you know find a rhyme that rhymes with consensual and non-consensual sex. It's just a, you know, it's a song about banging loose broads like they did back in the day. There's no way you could get away with it now. You know who can get away with it now? Hip-hop gets away with it now. Because hip-hop's cool. Like, right now, on the, on the scale, hip-hop is way cooler than rock and roll. Because rock and roll fucked up, man. It wasn't all their fault, but like, okay... Hip hop can do those types of songs now because they can get you can get away with more when you're super cool, and then when the when the when the shine comes off, and and you have the you know the the betterment of retrospect, you have you know hindsight being twenty twenty. Yeesh, rock and roll, man, ye, it was yours to lose, and you gave it to Limp Bizkit. and then you'd have been fine. Like rock and roll would have made it. If, like it had made it through the limp biscuits and the corn and the and maybe even the creed, but Napster came along and completely destroyed the music industry, and so it, it there wasn't like it's a little bit like now, the, the stock market crashes when when multiple things happen at once. Rock and roll decided to just completely suck. I mean bad it got bad in the 2000s it got bad it started in the 90s but there was but there was a lot of great rock and roll that held on you know white stripes and all that made it through but that was the last little rung because hip-hop became cooler because you couldn't write out what two uh, Stanford programmers did when they invented Napster all you had to do was see it coming which I get man I, you know there's no you're making bajillions and and it's never easy to change how you make bajillions anyhow hip-hop became cooler and still is it like it's still cool country where does country sit in that country's always been kind of popular but it's about to i think about to have a big another big wave of like how it did in the 90s only i think i hope this time it ages better like i love all those old school dipshit 90s country songs they are awesome they're fun to you if you listen to the cowboy 1047. it's one of the home slice radio stations i don't mean this to be a a plug but just listen to it and if that's not your jam spotify it do whatever you want to do all those old garth brooks songs and big and rich songs and alan jackson and chattahoochee and they're they're awesome they're terrible i mean they're just terrible they're almost they're parody like almost which is maybe why i like those too But they're just awesome. But it didn't age well. Like the mullets and the and the and the the hackness of it all, you know. So I think country's gonna get another shot at being cool, like super cool again. I hope they got a little more outlaw in them this time. I feel like they're gonna learn that lesson. A little more, you know. She gotta do it a little cooler this time. (laughs) Like I have any clue about how any of this works, talking like I know exactly how you make it. Uh, I know, but it's my podcast. I get to pontificate. That's just, you know, how it is. It's not my fault. Napster and Creed fucked it all up for rock and roll. It'll come back, though. It's always, it all. it's all cyclical, baby. There'll be another, like, we need another garage rock revolution. We need some pixies type grunge. And you need, you know, you need a little depression in your life to get that. Like, I get it. I'll ski bop and boop to line dancing country music because life was good and nothing was wrong. And I'm straight and white and male and in oochie boochie boogie. But you know, hip hop came from a lot of devastating, you know, loss. They've had like it's genuinely okay to understand they've had harder lives than me as the straight, white, chubby white dude I am. So their music's better, food's better. It's just what happens. So maybe this virus. You know, this is going to have some long-term devastating effects. But one of the upsides, because you always got to look for the opportunities, is maybe our rock music will get better. Maybe, you know, three dudes and another nerd with a laptop who knows how to groove a beat are going to, you know, have the next stage of rock and roll. And they're going to take a little bit of Nine Inch Nails and a little bit of Weezer and a little bit of Nirvana, a little bit of the good part of 80s rock and roll, and a little bit of Neil Young. And they kind of, you know, find all that shit and put out the next great rock and roll music a little bit of white stripes a little bit of black keys take all that here's what you leave out and i'm not saying they don't have their place because i'll listen to limp biscuit once in a while it's like uh the chicken dance once in a while you got to give it a spin but like leave out the limp biscuit and leave certainly leave out anything like 2012 ish It got really bad. Now, here's what young people who love all this bullshit rock and roll are saying. And I get it because I also said it and my dad said it and his grandfather said it. You just don't get it, man. You're getting too old. And normally, I agree. Like when I said that to my father, I was wrong. Way wrong on a lot of it. This time, like, so I understand where you're coming from. But the problem is... You went through puberty during all this shit, like we talked about last episode. So you think it's really close to you, but you just and that and I and I get that too. I understand why you like this terrible music, but in this instance, I'm right because your music is terrible, and I'm specifically talking rock and roll. It's not just because I'm getting old, which is absolutely true, and I'm guilty of that. This time around. Like, not all the music's bad. Some of the music's really good. It's just not rock and roll usually. I mean, you know, you get an outlier once in a while. But uh, that shit is pretty rare. But it's going to come back. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about the next wave of country. And I'm feeling good about the next wave of rock and roll. And hip-hop's in fine shape. They're not going anywhere. I would take, and I understand that if everyone wants to roll their eyes here, that's fine. I get it. But if there was another little mini ska revolution that would be super fun so i tr- like i try to get my kids into it it's just it's not for them. it's not for most people really like everyone likes one ska song it's a little like the blues you go to a blues show and it's really great for seven minutes and then it's the longest song on earth for an hour now I get it. It's not my thing. Like it's fun and I'll do it once in a while, but it, you know, it gets to, it, it gets to be a bit tedious. I'm positive that's what other people think about ska music. Most people. Like I get it. There's trumpets and trombones and they're dancing and look at that tie and look at those shoes and how come that guys wearing sunglasses. But it'd be nice to have a little like a small little revival. Kind of like the 90s were. Couple of hits. The Mighty Mighty Bostones got rich and the Cherry Poppin' Daddies You know, probably didn't get rich, but had a good run there for a while. And, like, the Squirrel Nut Zippers will always be able to play big city theaters. Like, I appreciate that. That could come back a little bit. I mean, you know, when we can have concerts again, because who knows when the fuck that's going to be. Try to get my kids into it. They have no interest in ska. It's kind of fun playing it for them, though, especially when they're mad at you. Like that's one of my favorite things about being. Actually, it might be my favorite thing about being a dad. Certainly in the teenager years, which which are for those of you that have little ones, are certainly the hardest you'll go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just has to be that way. Anyways, this is my favorite thing about being a dad. I think at least one top top five at least. Mm-hmm. The at least my with my kids, like they'll say I love you at the end of the night. Like we are, like every night we say goodnight. I love you. And sometimes there's a kiss on the cheek. You know. And, and they'll still do it even when they're mad as fuck at you and when they're teenagers is, is, is more often than you want, obviously, because you're just mad at each other because you're teenagers or they're teenagers. But they'll still do it. like They'll begrudgingly say I love you before they kind of stomp to bed. And listen, I'll do the same thing. Like even when it's annoying to hear because you're just as mad at them because you've been fighting about something, like I get it. But we still kind of do We've just been tradition. We always kind of do it. But here's what I'm looking forward to. Like, in twenty years, like when my when my twins think about this just like I do, and you you're going to look back and you're probably going to split the difference like right now you're going you're saying to yourself like and I should probably still do this with my father, everybody does this with every parent they have, right you like in the moment you're like, one day you'll understand, you just don't get it and and now you think back on all those moments where you said that. And it turns out you were right about a, half of them. You weren't right about all of them. And like, here's the, there's, there's a two way street to this too, right? Because every, every father does this to their sons. Back in my day, insert bullshit so you can prove your point. And, and like, this is what time is going to tell. About half the time that was right too. Looking back, you're going to split the difference. Keep that in mind, because I feel like when you understand that, you're, you're on the, you're figuring out life. All right, little pontification today. Okay, I said I was going to get back to the top five South Dakota acts of all time. Okay, I'm gonna. I would rather not put them in order like best to worst. I don't want to. I, I want to think about that because I'm feeling on the spot here. Because we just we thought of this in the in the beginning of the show, but the uh, these would believe. I believe I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Okay, I think I think I'm ready. I've been thinking about this in my head while I've been bullshitting about other blabbering stuff. I think these the following acts have to be on this list. Well, first off, Zwarte because uh, Randall Zwerter just passed away after battling cancer, and um, that dude wrote and with his brother Bob, take the ride to Sturgis. So um, rest in peace, Randall. Uh, I didn't get to know Randall like I, I like. I got to like I'm great friends with all the Judahs in all the versions of the Judhu's people, and I respect all of them immensely but i didn't get to, i i was too late for the bob and randall show of zorte like i like i man i'm really bummed i always never got to see like the full weight of that like dude there's a newspaper in the united kingdom that wrote a a, a basically a eulogy about randall's ward in south dakota that is how like you know people think oh i don't know, i don't know what you mean i don't what, i didn't hear them on the radio like they weren't all, they were all they were so close to being almost huge cuz they were huge People people don't realize how close I mean holy shit close. But I don't I don't mean that in an insulting way too, like they were mega there. And on top of that, Bob burned off and did Judd who's like how many dudes can make a living twice in different bands? That's super rare. Like that's almost impossible to do. You have to be mega talented and mega driven to pull that off. Okay, I'm rambling. Zorte's on that list. Janitor Bob is on that list. Again, in no particular order, I think Hoos gets to be on that list because of their longevity. Like, they're still going. That's hard. I think Soulcrate is on that list. Jen Bob, Sorte, Hoos, Soulcrate. I think that might, so far, be it. But I'm also a hundred percent open to like if I forgot one, you should hit me up, and I'll add, like if I like if you think I'm leaving one off the list, you can say so. But we might have to argue it out a little bit. But I'm fully aware that right now, like Dean and maybe should be on that list. They were mega huge. But but it's you know post my time or pre my time. Sorry. So I just, you know, I feel like if I was even just a couple of years older, I'd be, I'd absolutely be putting them in. So I'm, I'm open to the fact that this is in my window. Like there was a version of this before me and there'll hundred percent be a version of this after me. I'm a little worried about the after me though. Like I'm, I'm getting to that age, right? Like I'm like, I can, I can almost lay up 40 years old. So I'm for sure to that age where I'm starting to think everything new sucks. Like I get it. But again, just like modern rock and roll, I that doesn't mean I think I'm still right, I think. Yeah, I'm going to stick to my guns there. I'll admit if I'm wrong if I am, and feel free. And so this is where I was getting to. If I forgot a band you think should be on, MurdochJones.com, or you can shoot me a text, 605 340 I'm going to skip the mailbag today. I just wanted to do a quick one to keep the uh, episodes cooking here. Thanks for listening. Give me a rating. If you are listening on, like, if you're just going to MurdochJones.com to listen to this, pull out your mobile phone, pull up how you listen to podcasts, and just search Book of Murdoch. And if you would give me a subscribe and a rating, even a shitty rating, I will take it. So far, everyone's just like family and friends. I'm not, I'm you know. I'm proud, but I'll be real here. This is a new episode. Not enough people know about this show. So to like the seven family friends who have done this on Apple Podcasts, I sure appreciate you. One of them is my son, because I kind of, I guilted him into it, 100% standing in front of him. I was showing him how to subscribe to a podcast like he doesn't know, because he's 17, and they know everything that happens on their phones. And I don't know shit, because I'm getting to that age, you know? (laughs) But he was nice enough to give me a subscribe and a five-star rating, because I absolutely stood there and made him. I guilted him into it, but he did it. Cause he's a good kid. Anyways, you should do the same. I'm basically doing the same thing to you right now. Give me a rating or a subscribe or both. I'd appreciate it. Hit murdochjones.com. Shoot a text. If you feel like, like all the social media bullshit and thanks for listening. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. (laughs) He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. (laughs) Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Homeslice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon, and all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this and he's going to be so annoyed and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.